All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold it. Now release slowly. Again, deep inhale. Hold. Release. Repeating internally to yourself as you connect to my voice. I am deeply well. I am deeply well. I am deeply well. I'm Debbie Brown, and this is the Deeply Well Podcast. Welcome to Deeply Well, a soft place to land on your journey, a place for the curious and creative who are ready to expand in higher consciousness and self-care. I'm Debbie Brown. This is where we heal. This is where we become. Today's guests need no introduction, okay? I am certain that most of you tuning in right now are huge fans and have been of theirs for many years. I have two incredible women on the show today, Erica Dickerson and Jamila Mapp. They are the hosts of Good Moms, Bad Choices podcast, and their wildly successful weekly show is ranked in the top 1% of podcasts in the 
world. As leading voices in personal development and modern motherhood, they have used their platform to inspire more authenticity and shatter archaic stereotypes around womanhood. They are advocates for doing whatever the F you want for your highest good and normalizing pleasure without shame. Through their friendship and their business, they have cultivated a safe haven with resources for women and moms alike to gather, learn, and grow. Erica and Mila have been featured in Rolling Stone, Essence, The Cut, Vogue, The Today Show, and are frequently booked for public speaking engagements all around the U.S. Through their work in wellness, they have inspired millions to continue to lead, and they continue to lead retreats all around the world. Most recently, this summer, they released their debut book, A Good Mom's Guide to Making Bad Choices. (laughs) The book challenges outdated notions of what being a good mother truly means and inviting moms of all kinds to embark on a healing journey that unlearns old scripts about motherhood and shows that you can be a little bad and still do some good Welcome to the show, my friends. Hi. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> well, yes. Published author. Hi. Still can't oh believe my it. God. I know. Can't believe we wrote that. Wow. How does that feel? Insane. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for my shout out. Of course. I know. <laughs> I like, Debbie's, I in, so Debbie's in the book. Um, yeah, I think it was, I, I still have I still can't believe it. I still haven't yeah. read it. I'm gonna be honest. Really? I mean I wrote it. <laughs> but I read some of it. I've listened to some of it, but I think I'm still like processing it because it took yeah. it took a long time for us to write. And I, I think we both kind of were um surprised at how challenging it was. Not just because really writing. Yeah. But people think, oh you're writing about your life. It's so easy. But it was like very triggering. <laughs> well that does sound so interesting because I think some of like what is so powerful about your magic on your show and platform is how much you are willing to share, you know, how many breakthroughs, how many of those aha moments, like things that take people years to kind of get to a point with themselves, they get to move through and heal through faster because you're sharing your experiences. So what was that like, like going from the way that you share both of you to then kind of saying, how do I put that into book form? I think it was like deciding what was actually important, like what was actually going to help people because the book is, I guess, um, it's, it's, it's partially prescriptive, meaning like it's supposed to help and supposed to guide people. Um, and so, you know, there were certain things where I was like, I was, first I was writing it like my diary and I was like, I don't think they need to know all of this <laughs> or maybe they already know this. I think I've said this already. So like really trying to hone in on like what was actually important and going to be impactful. Um, and also like what I needed to release that I hadn't already. Yeah. Because I think that there was that too. Like things came up during the writing process where I was like, oh, I'm not done with that yet. I mm. thought that I was done with that part, but it's not done. So... That was my experience. I don't know about what about you, Mila? Um, I think it was I think it's one thing to discuss and talk and like conversate about things and let things naturally come up. But then a book seems very permanent, you know, yeah. it has to be produced in a way that like it it's it's it flows, you're not repeating yourself, you sound smart. I think that it was much more difficult than I expected to um relive certain parts. Yeah. And I think I didn't realize, like, I think it was a really a highlight into how much 
I was like, yeah, I'm over it. Like sweeping it under the carpet type. Like it's, I moved on and actually revisiting it in detail and having to, um, like re-experiencing, experience, re-experiencing traumatic things that happened in a way that I had to really deep dive, deep dive into them. So other people could understand was like, Oh wow. I wasn't expecting this. And even to yeah. the, like, even when we, we wrote it, it took like maybe t- a year and a half. And then we, recorded it. And, um, that was, that was interesting, even more interesting because it obviously we wrote the shit, but as we're recording it and we're reading it, it, mm. it, it even affected me differently then. It like made me cry in a way. Like, I don't think I was expecting. Wow. I'm like, I wrote this. How the fuck am I crying about my own shit that I went through? So it's been, it's, it's an interesting, like, um, healing process. Yeah. And then actually seeing it be released into the world and know that people are there like reading your deepest secrets is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, and you, the two of you started your podcast in 2018. Mm-hmm. And so that was really, I mean, we, we've slowly been kind of shifting these paradigms around what it is to be a woman, what it is to be not just a woman, but a multifaceted woman that is worthy of pleasure, that is worthy of being seen, being heard, being loved, you know, but this is new territory. Like, make no mistake, this is new territory. And I feel that both of you were really on the pioneering frontier of being able to speak to the complexities of that and the nuance of that in a time that, one, that wasn't happening, even in 2018, and definitely wasn't happening with Black women or any women of color. Talk to me about what it kind of took to even launch the show in your style, because that kind of broke through the door, I think, for a lot of people to share in new ways. I think it was desperate. Why are you laughing already? <laughs> <laughs> what is this Because part? it wasn't that profound. Like, it really wasn't. Like, I mean, yes. But like, you know, we started our show because we were sad. Yeah. We were like a little sad. We were excited about our friendship. And it really there was no plan. There was no like, we're going to change the world. Or there was no like, you know, I don't even, people ask us all the time. I don't know why we started the show. It was just like, I found a podcast. I started listening to murder mystery podcasts. (laughs) I didn't, at one point I started searching like single motherhood podcasts because I had suddenly become a single mom very unexpectedly. And I was like, well, I'm already here listening. What are they? What else do they have here? And there was nothing. And I had met Jamila, and you know, if you read our book, you'll find, you'll yeah. hear about our conception story, which is very funny and um, interesting, but and sexy. <laughs> um, but um, sh- yeah, I just was like, hey, girl, like, want to like start a podcast? And really, I just wanted to hang out with her. I really just wanted to sit down and talk to her. Um, and she was like yeah, sure. Like a radio show. I was like, yeah. And so we just like had a photo shoot because that's what bitches do and pressed record and said, okay, let's just talk. And then we, it was a practice. It was supposed to be a practice episode. And then we were just like, okay, well, we we don't want to do that again. Let's just release it. And it was kind of like, it was very divine because obviously we, we became single around the same time. Our daughters are the same age. We're both black moms. We both grew up in the same area, although we never knew each other, which is also very strange that it was like God knew we needed to meet each other at this exact moment. We released our episode like in March, the week of International Women's Month or something. (laughs) Like it was all kind of just lined up. Um, And and then we just didn't think anyone was listening. So we just said everything, you know, and we didn't hold back. 
And then one day, I think three months in, we checked the numbers and we're like, oh, like, do you know 10,000 people? I was like, no, I thought our friends were just listening. And then slowly, like people started reaching out like, hey, I live in Arkansas and I smoke weed and I'm a mom and I've been hiding in my closet. I'm so happy that like you do too. Or, hey, I'm dating and I just broke up with my husband and I feel really ashamed that I'm having so much fun or I don't even know where to start. And so I think it really, you know, it started off as just this thing that I wanted to do with this new friend of mine that I had met. And I think that's why our audience has such a deep attachment to us because they've watched our friendship grow. Like I did not know Jamila really. Our, we got to know each other on the podcast. So if you start from the very beginning, that first episode until now, you can see the evolution of our friendship. Mm-hmm. And there has been ups and downs in, in, in our friendship, in our relationship, in our motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think that's really been the the magic and um the call to the women like Coco, hello come this way i think we were like in a really we we're both in a really specific time in our lives that we met during a time where we had just had babies and for you know we know what the fuck we were doing and that if you've had a baby you know, you know that it's a very like delicate time of transition but mostly i think also when we started the podcast we had just broken up from our baby daddies who we were intended to be in relationships with forever. So I think, you know, I think a, a lot of it had to do with we were in relationships that we thought we were going to be in forever that kind of shifted who we were. And we were in those relationships for a really long time. And so after coming out of that and then after having kids, there was like we both had this this high level of zero fucks to give. You know, it was a very high level of like, you know what? I just did all this. I just did this time in this relationship and I lost myself. I've lost myself. And now I'm here trying to figure it the fuck out. And I don't care what I have to do to do that. I'm going to do it. And I think there was like this level of like, uh, like just coming up, emerging back into our authentic selves that kind of gave us permission to say whatever the fuck we wanted. And A, yes, we didn't think anybody was listening. But also, we were just like, I'm going to do whatever I want because I'm single and shit didn't work out the way I thought. None of this shit isn't like I thought it was going to be. And so, fuck it. Let's just see what happens type shit. You know, like it wasn't very well thought out. But I think we just were both like, what do we have to lose? (laughs) Can I just say it's interesting that I framed it the way that I framed and then both of you instantly went, it wasn't really that profound. No, 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 <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, it, we didn't even think it out. We didn't even think about it. Like, all right, y'all, I'm not saying that you had, you know, the download from God of like what everything was going to become. But like, you know, let that in, like take that in because I don't think anybody who pioneers a space or builds something that hasn't existed before thinks about it with that intent. Like that's kind of the the natural energy that comes in with that willingness to fully be oneself, you know? So it's like, I'm not trying to flatter you. I'm just trying to be honest and Thank say you. and really frame it as it takes guts to talk about yourself. It takes guts to reveal your pain to people And it's, I consider that when people do things like that, it's an act of high service, you know, because everyone can take the other route. Mm -hmm. Everyone can say, I'm going to reveal a little or not enough or nothing, you know, but it's like you have helped so many women feel seen, feel heard, give new permissions and also connect to, you know, 
your show really exists at the intersection of motherhood, holistic practice, pleasure. You know, it's it's a permission giver. And so, my God. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I received that. I think, I think that me and Mila, you know, in this time of podcasting, there seems there's a, there's a lot of um, podcasts that seem like they're they're trying to yeah. do a certain thing. Yeah, and I, I always, which I love because I love I want people to move with intention, right? And I think we do. I think we were moving with like unintentional intention. Yeah. Um, but I always think it's funny because a lot of people do assume like that we were friends before or that like we had this like big like um, idea around what, what we were doing. And obviously things have changed now. I mean, we are fully invested in what we yeah. do and really intentional about the spaces that we're, we curate. Um, but early on, it was like, I think about back on that time and it was kind of just like the wild, wild west in our yeah. lives. And I'm so grateful that it was because we really did have, a, I mean, we do have a lot of guts, but we had a lot of, we were both met each other at that time and we were just really like she said, in this, like, I don't give a fuck era of our lives. Yeah. I, I, when I look at it in hindsight, I really feel like, you know, in the in that moment, we didn't really realize the decision we had made. But I do think that it's a beautiful, um, like, it's a beautiful document of um, the first step of choosing yourself mm-hmm. and then seeing how it develops. And so I think you really get to, you really get to watch our power come us hone in on our power because I really do feel like when we met and we decided to do this, like we created an entity and like it's, it's kind of taken on a, a, like a power of its own. And because of that, it's kind of reinforced our own personal power. So it's been a practice of, um, going with your intuition without overthinking it because we did not overthink it. We're like, okay, you want to be a friend? Fuck it. But I think because we <laughs> allowed that to lead us, that like that divine, like, why not? Like, why would I say this shit on uh, on the mic? I don't know. But like, yeah. there was something about choosing ourselves, choosing our truth that created a, it created a, a like a training for us. It's been a, like a, a, a fine tuning of our, our skill of, 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 choosing ourselves and being and and understanding our intuition. Because I think honestly, I knew I've always known I was a witch, but like this has made me realize, oh, I'm a witch and I'm a stronger witch when I have my witch friend with me. And like, when I say witch, I'm just like, not like pointy nose and pointy (laughs) hat, but like we have really cultivated, um, this divine, understanding that our words are powerful and that, you know, it's, it's really sharpened this tool of being able to release and accept ourselves where we're at in that moment. In the last fucking five years, we haven't said anything perfect, you know, and there's things from last year I probably totally disagree with. And five years ago, I'm like, who the fuck was that person? Why would I say that? But it's the, um, the, the practicing of sharpening the tool of saying it in that moment, releasing it and standing in it and being okay with that, you know? So I think it's been like a real, a real like cultivation of our power just by saying yes and then continuing even against the odds or even against the fact that it's scary or we could be wrong or people could be like, that's crazy. And just being like, fuck it, you know, and just releasing it and releasing it every week, releasing it and letting it go and not holding on to the fear of someone judging or making assumptions about us. And I think I'm really grateful for my friend because I think our friendship kind of allowed us to be like, you want to do it? Okay, me too. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> you know, like everyone is like, literally everyone's like, that's a terrible idea. I'm like, 
no, I think it's good. <laughs> so yeah. it's been like a, a confidence builder. And so it's made it easier. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Deeply well. I think the piece that you speak to right now, it's, it's so important because that is, that's like the divine flow of creativity that we have gotten so separated from, especially as women. You know, like, this is my belief. Like, this is really the first time in recent human history that we have been able to like live as a multitude, like be multiple versions of ourselves at once, like have this dimension to our experience. And it's when we have been stuck in this kind of system of perfectionism or having to have it perfect and right the first time or having to just kind of stay one version of you, um, we've just been so suppressed, you know? So it's like, the power to just say like, yeah, I can change my mind. I can change my thought. Like things can be evolutionary. I can feel that way right now and really relate to it. And then it can be different. You know, it's just, it's powerful. It's beautiful. It is. 
It is. And I mean, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm, we've led with the fact that we are not perfect, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, there's, I think that even as women, like, like, like you said, like there's been this picture painted that things have to be perfectly tied up and, yeah. and I think that that is the beauty in it is that I've said things, I've done things that, you know, were not perfect. They were, some of them were mistakes. Some of them were bad choices. <laughs> and that is the play on our, on the name of our podcast anyway, is like, you know, even when we wanted to name our show Good Moms, Bad Choices, a lot of people are like, oh, you don't want to do that. Like that's, your mom's and bad. That's not a good choice. Mm. Um, but the point is, is that not all the bad choices are bad and some of them are bad. I've made some bad choices, 100%, you know? Um, but the hope is that those bad choices lead us to the better choices and make us yeah. better people. And I think once women, we stop kind of judging each other because I think there is a, a huge judgment, not just from the, the the male gaze and patriarchy and all that. There's a lot of judgment within our own, you know, community of women. Um, yeah. And I think it's, you know, even I talk about this in the book with Jamila is like the mirror that we hold to each other. And, and a lot of times, you know, when you see a woman living in her, her purpose or in her freedom or in her sexuality, her sensuality, and that makes you really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is because you haven't given yourself permission to tap into that. Mm -hmm. And I know that deeply personally because I have been that woman, the one that's judging the other woman, mm -hmm. aka Jamila. When I first saw her on Instagram before I ever met her, she was with her daughter in a string bikini holding a glass of champagne at... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on the side of the pool and her daughter might have been only like a month old and I was like what in the hell <laughs> is this how could she do this <laughs> meanwhile I was like 20,000 months pregnant at home like you know succumbing to like all these different ideas of what I thought I was supposed to do now as a mother judging myself judging her because I really wanted that I wanted to be by the pool with a glass of champagne you know but I felt like as a mother, I could no longer do that. As a mother, I had to be more conservative in some way. And I don't even know where that came from because yeah. I'm not a conservative person. I've never been. But something happened. Like literally something happened when I got pregnant where I started to adopt all these things. Because when, as you know, if you're listening right now and you're a mom, you know, everyone has an opinion about what you should do, what you should eat, how you should live, how you should take care of yourself, how you mm. prepare properly, how you birth, what's the right way to birth, where you should birth, you know? And if you're not really secure in who you were, are, and I wasn't at that time, you will be confused as hell. Mm -hmm. And I was deeply confused and deeply insecure. And so as women, there's a lot of us are deeply wounded. And so when we see other women living in their whatever that is, and then we judge them. Mm. A lot of it is because we haven't given ourselves permission to even explore those parts of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, launching this show in 2018 and you you two have created hundreds of episodes with some experts in every kind of field. E and Matt, you. Jennifer, and me. And I'm you. An episode. Check it out. <laughs> I love that episode. Healing your, healing your Inner Child featuring Debbie Brown. <laughs> I love that episode. Yeah. Oh, Lord, child. <laughs> that little baby girl inside. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, the two of you have had... Um, just such a range of guests from so many different walks of life with so many different perspectives, speaking to all the things that really affect womanhood, especially around pleasure, especially around sex, spirituality. 
When you think about the two of you from 2018 to now, we're in 2023 at time of this recording. Mm -hmm. What were some of the biggest lessons you learned from guests that you applied to your life? Hmm. Or were there any shifts made because a certain guest came on the show and it was like, okay. I mean, you said some shit that stuck with me. You definitely said some shit that stuck with me that was like, now that like when things come up for me, I kind of get excited to kind of like dig deeper into them. Mm. You're like, when things come up for me now, I'm instead of like avoiding it or being a a fear of it because we're on this, we've chosen to be on this journey of evolution and like the best version of ourselves and healing and, and peeling off layers and like, you know, like leaving things behind. You're like now when things come up or I'm bothered by something, I'm more like, huh, I thought I was through this. And like you, you approach it in a curious manner. And I was like, huh, you know, because I can be an anxious bitch. Like I'm <laughs> a cancer. I'm sensitive as fuck. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think as I've gotten older, like the sensitivity is so intense that I'm just like, oh, oh God, like what's that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Avoid, avoid. Yeah. And so when you said that, I was like, you know what? I've really realized it's just like perception. How the energy you approach something with is like how it will stick around. It's like laundry. I'm like, God, fucking laundry. But I'm like, you know what? Laundry. I got coins. Gotta wear clean clothes. Like, you know, like I have so, you know, I can have clean clothes. It's just like yeah. the the energy around approaching the thing. And so when you said that, I was like, because things will come up inevitably and it may be the same things. And it may, you, and as much as you evolve and you think you're past some shit or you, you are smarter or you're healed from some shit, especially as healers, there will always be lessons. There will always be, you know, uh, you know, times where you need to level up and you'll see yourself as a different, like in front of different people and there'll be a different version of yourself that brings up different things. And so like keeping this God. open mind. Yeah, because you could be totally great and then fucking Joe Schmo come up and you'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, or like Ooh, a relative girl. or all the yeah. or, or things can come up and that you did not expect and you thought that you and you're prepared for. And the thing is, we are prepared for them. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. like the more we change our like the our perspective is like, not only am I prepared for it, but I'm prepared for this right now and I need this lesson right now. And so let me go into it in a way that I'm like intrigued and excited to work through it versus mm. avoiding it because that is what fucks us up. Kayla just blessed me then. <laughs> that was your words, girl. That was just, I'm just telling you what you told me. Thank you. But it. thank you for saying that. And also it's like, God, that's the piece that I, I as a woman feel so excited about because I mean, I, I hit I had a dark night of the soul this past weekend. Okay. Like, you know, where it was like, I was investigating something and I was like, well, I thought I did this two years ago. God dang it. You know, but it's like, all right, so let's go deeper. And yeah, I believe in running into the dark. If there's darkness coming, run straight to it. So you can run straight through it. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Oh God, there's so many, um, so many things that I've like, i that I've shifted to like things I said, yeah, that sounds good. And then been like, now I'm here and I'm like, yeah, I don't think that sounds good for you. Um, we had a, we had a, um, a woman on her name is Bayleche and she and her husband are in an open marriage. Mm. And so this was something that me and Mila talked a lot about early on in our um, podcast. We were like dedicated to being open relationships. Yeah, we were like, we were, really? like, we're going to do that. We've never done it before, but that's it. <laughs> like, so yeah, early on when we started podcasting, obviously we were single and we were like, we want open relationships. <laughs> this is, that seems like the foolproof, like 
you know, set up where no one gets hurt. I get to do my thing. You get to do your thing. I can do that. No problem. And then we had Bayon and she, she affirmed me in that. And I was like, yeah. And she was, you know, she talked about her experience, her experiences with her husband and they are, you know, this is their lifestyle, very committed to it. And she talks about it so beautifully and eloquently and how it's, you know, been challenging, but it's worked for her. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. If I get married, that's what I want. No, it's not. Not anymore. Not now. <laughs> really? No, no. Yeah, things have changed. And I, because I, I realized that my, my attachment to this idea of an open relationship was really based in the fact that I didn't think that I could get a person that would be monogamous to me. It was based in hurt. It wasn't based in actually what I wanted. It was based in that I felt like this was all I could get. And so wow. I might as well participate because, you know, protecting I'm, yourself, protecting myself, but I'm also going to have fun too. So it's fine. Like I get, I get served, you get served. We're all happy. No one's lying. Yeah. Um, and so after like, it took me a few years to get to that realization, um, because we've had her on twice. So the first time, like we, I was dead set on it. By the time her husband came on, I was like on the fence about it at that point. I was like, I don't know. And yeah, so that's definitely one thing for sure that has changed um in my perspective in in my in my journey in podcasting. Um but there's been so many moments. I think about our episode too with Corinne. Well, her name is Elizabeth Ovison, but her pen name is Corinne Steffens. Mm-hmm. People know her as Corinne Steffens. And um, you know, she's underwent a lot of, you know, backlash and um She's kind of been in some ways a pioneer, especially in in the space of writing books about her personal journey and her um her, I guess, uh, sexual liberation, sexual, sexual liberation. Mm-hmm. And she talked a lot about the messes in the message mm-hmm. and, um, allowing yourself to be messy. Um, and for me, that has been a journey that I've been on recently because I think I grew up in a household where like, I don't want to say perfection. It needed to be perfect, but there was an element of like expectation of what things needed to look like, how I needed to act. And I I always kind of rebelled against it anyway, but it was still ingrained in me. And so over the last year and a half, I've really allowed myself to be quite messy um, and undo certain things and maybe even go fall backwards a little bit in the process of my healing. Um, But I kind of needed to do that in order to arrive to where I'm at now and kind of investigate parts of myself that I thought I had dealt with and I just but I had just suppressed and put them in a nicely organized box and said okay we're done with that you know so I always think about her that that quote that she said to me like the mess is in the message it really the message is in the the message is in the mess and it's always stuck with me yeah you know a spot but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. 
Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Deeply. Wow. How has it felt? You know, I know in the last couple of years, you guys have launched these really beautiful retreats in Costa Rica. And when I just, at first, I want to be at the next one because y'all look like you have a gut dang blast. Like, and every time, you know, me and you, like, we will get together for dinner and stuff, Erica. And like, I remember I was talking to you right when you got back and you were just telling me some of the things that were going down. And I was like, okay, I need to be that free. Like, get me on the sand right now. Let your titties hang. Well, <laughs> maybe the- not that. <laughs> However. You don't let your titties hang? <laughs> it's, a, it's a form of healing. These things be thanging. Um, I might, yeah, I'll wear some cute bottoms or something. Yeah, a very, I want a supportive top. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the journey of something we have talked about is the journey of honoring being on the path of a healer and letting yourself occupy that space as a teacher, as a healer, as a way shower. Was that challenging to let yourself kind of sink into? Did you grapple at all with like, claiming that space of all you had healed and all you had learned and your ability to serve with it? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it took some time. I know like we've done eight retreats, um, right? We've done eight retreats so far. And I think that, uh, I don't know. I think like, again, this process is so divine that we weren't like, we're going to be healers. It's just yeah. like these these events came and then we're like, I think that we're doing something important, <laughs> you know? And then you go into the jungle and then, you know, these things happen and you're leading women. And I think that our, initially our idea of what that looked like and what that meant, like, like held this, I think we were holding ourselves to some kind of standard, right? Like we live in a society that... Um, kind of conditions us to believe that you need some type of special curriculum and some type of special piece of paper that somebody in a uniform gives you in order to be this, right? Especially as women. You do this and that's what you do. You went to school for this, that's what you do. You're not going to be like a model and a singer and a basketball player. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can only be so many things. This is yeah. the world we live in. You're a doctor. You're only a doctor if you have this paper and you write this book and you paid $500,000 to go to this university. And so we kind of lead with that. And I think this lesson in for us being healers is that um, I think we kind of had to understand that it's innate and that like our gifts are our gifts and no one can take that away from us. And then I think then we kind of accepted it, but I think there was definitely a period of, um, uh, what is it called? Um, imposter syndrome where I'm like, I don't want to call myself that. Like, that's Mm. like, let's just chill, you know? And, and at this point, you know, I think it's taken 
all eight retreats to be like, bitch, we do this. Like, <laughs> bitch. I'll be healing people in the jungle. <laughs> you know? And, and just understand that I've really come into this understanding that it's the embodiment. The embodiment of, um, like, we all have met here before, you know, We've, we're all here to with purpose. And that's our divine, like, just like the plants are supposed to grow and a polar bear is supposed to be in fucking Alaska. Like there are things that we're gifted with at birth and it doesn't require any type of um, degree or certificate or training. And, um, you know, innately on a cellular level, there are gifts that we're given and it's to be ourselves. And at the root of being ourselves is the healing. And I think we all have the potential to heal each other because I think as a human society, we are connected and we are supposed to work in community. And that means healing each other, giving each other, like give an exchange of energy. And we all have different gifts to give and receive. And I think that like understanding that existing exactly as who I am is the gift of healing because someone else can look and say, oh, look, this little crazy bitch is bold enough to be this, 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 and that. I can learn something from that and then be attracted to it and then come and take a trip and then gain something from that and vice versa. We've gained mm -hmm. a lot of things. So I think like it's been a like a interesting dance with what is, you know, like we've been doing the work for a long time and that's yeah. just by showing up as ourselves. We haven't had to come with like a special suit jacket and a blazer and be like, this is who we are. It's just like, I think we, I've really learned that the healer is existing exactly as you are without apology. And that is the gift that you give to the people around you. You know, it, I think that is so powerful. And I would also say it's the commitment to continuing to evolve oneself, you know, because that's what I've also heard you say. It's like, yes, we have these innate gifts. And then once we notice them, once we agree to use them in service, then it's our duty to keep kind of like, do I still relate to that way of being? Like, how can I evolve that thought? Can I refine myself in a way that this inherent gift I have can be even more potent, more mm -hmm aligned, more clear, you know, and we have so many things to give in that way. No, I agree. I think, um, again, what Mila said, as far as just existing as who you are and that being the gift and also then like saying, okay, I know that these are my gifts. How do I, how do I hone them? Yeah. What are the, yeah. who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to speak with? Yes. Yeah. Reaching out to other people. And because that's where the expansion starts to happen, even in, in your gifts and in your offering. Um, and that's what I feel like has been the journey for me since that first retreat, because we went in not really, I've never been on a retreat ever in my life, even now. So I had no idea I had no expectation, which actually was was really beautiful because I just we just created something that what would we want? Mm. What what would I want if I was traveling hundreds of miles away from my home, driving five hours into the jungle um, to meet a bunch of women I've never met? I'm coming by myself because most of our people they come alone. What would I want? How would I want to be taken care of? Mm. And you know, we just answered all of those questions and we did it. And I just remember like after our first workshop, like, and everyone left, me and Mila, like, we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> we're like, oh my God, that was amazing. Like I was like, my, I was on fire. And like, there was, it was this amazing rush of 
energy and joy and life and emotion that like went through my body and it awoken something in me even more so like, okay, well now I know like I I have to do more. I want to do more. Like how do I support this group even more? How do I crack them open even more? And then also like, how do I crack myself open even more? Mm. How do I do that? You know, and it's been a, it's been a journey. This, you know, our last few retreats have been, you know, very challenging for me. I, because I think as I expand and as I open myself up more and tap into my gifts and open myself up to, you know, Reiki and all these things, like things are landing on me in a different way where I know as a healer that I have to have certain things in place to protect myself so that I can be of service, not only to them, but to myself as well. So it's, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a journey. And I know I, I, I told myself next year, I'm going to go on a retreat because I need, I want to go and experience, you know, someone else's, um, circle and their container and, um, and see what that's like. But I think the beauty of our retreats is that there is no, like, we don't show up as like, we are we are the professionals here and you are the students, you know? And I think that there is a level of very, there's a level of like, they know that we're here to guide them and lead them, but that we're all kind of here together and we're all equals. Yeah. Um, and, and from all different walks of life. And I think that's the beauty of it, that there is no like elitism in the experience. And it too, it depends kind of on, like, there's so many benefits to different styles and it depends what we need. Yeah, what like you need. Some people need, really need that guidance. Deeply. Mm-hmm. And and they need all the places that that can take them and some of the privacy of that. But then there's also, you know, not everyone goes to one-on-one therapy. A lot of people have profound and even better experiences in group therapy because being able to connect to the stories of other people, to share yourself with a group, like you're working so many different muscles and healing so many different parts you may not have had a chance to. So it's like, yeah, that's the beauty of us in this time, being able to say, well, what will work for me? Mm -hmm. Like what makes me feel excited and the most free and open to be my most authentic self? Right. I agree. And, you know, we just did an episode the other day or that's coming out next week with um, uh, a young woman named Miala. She's a voodoo priestess. And we were talking about like what a healer is supposed to look like, right? Mm. What a voodoo priestess looks like. And um, I think that there's this misconception around what this role is supposed to look like. And the fact that it's not really a role, like every woman is a healer. We all have these gifts, we, sometimes we don't tap into them in our whole entire lifetime, right? Or maybe we do, but just in different ways. We heal people through food. We heal people through what, whatever it is. Um, but I just want to encourage women to just understand that it doesn't have to look a certain way. You yeah. don't have to like wear nudes or <laughs> head wraps or all white or whatever it is. Like it's whatever allows you to show up and be open to the, whoever it is you're serving and be authentic and be present and and give whatever that person needs from you in that moment. It doesn't have to be this whole thing. And I think for me, even when I, when I started to step into this space, again, just like when I met Jamila and I adopted these things around motherhood and what I was supposed to be, I felt myself almost wanting to do that again. And I had to resist and say, no, 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 we're not doing that. Like, 
you are enough. You've got it. Yeah. And it's new territory. Like even this idea of being a healer, it's the last few years, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like we're reclaiming the matriarchy. We're reclaiming that blueprint that we can be the spiritual head of household and be the medicine women. You know, it's really new ground. Um, And I, you know, I believe in the path of being a healer and whatever that means to each of us. To me, it comes down to like, at the very, very core of it, one fundamental. Are you being of service to others or are you being of service to yourself? Mm. If you're only being of service to yourself, if this is a look, if this is a marketing ploy, if this is a way for you to be seen, you're not a healer. Mm -hmm. If you are using your gifts in service to yourself and in service to others, to me, that's like at the core, core, core base of whatever it is you call yourself, whatever your modalities are, There has to be a desire to be of service to others. There has to be an alignment. There has to be a connection to whatever your higher power is. Source, I call that power God, you know, but there has to be alignment. There has to be guidance and there has to be a desire to do good for others Mm -hmm. outside of just what you get from it, you know? Absolutely. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative MBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Deeply. Wow. 
talk to me about, I have got to come to one of these because I had no damn idea how lit it gets. Like, I feel like, Erica, you undersell things to me. Like, we'll be in a conversation. You'll be like, oh, yeah, girl. Yeah, we just did our live show. And so such and such. All right. So should we do Italian tonight? What are we? And then I go on like Good Moms, Bad Choices Instagram page. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Talk to me about these confessions of good moments, (laughs) bad choices, these live night outs that you were doing with your community because it looks incredible. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, we're going on tour. We have our first show October 21st in LA, the Terragram Ballroom. And we went on tour last year. It was called Good Moms Gone Wild and it got wild. It's exactly what it sounds like. I saw your booty. I saw so many things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the theme of the the show is confessions because as you know, me and Mila have confessed a lot of things on our show. And so we are now imploring our audience to now confess to us Mm. and and be brave and have the guts to also share in a safe space because that's what it is. You know, one thing about, you know, the the people that show up to any of our events, I don't know, it's it is divinely curated. Mm. Somehow we've just never really had a like a a weirdo. (laughs) It's always just been like a beautiful, safe community of women and men. Um, And so it's really a night to just tap into all of all every type of pleasure like naughty pleasures and no it's not a sex party it's a regular (laughs) show so don't get crazy although we are having one of those december 9th in downtown la check out susia um but this is really just a place for women and and men if they want to bring their dates i think it's a really great date night um idea to just have fun to just say whatever thing you've maybe been keeping secret mm. um, for us to confess more things that maybe we haven't shared um, to, you know, play some games, to get to know us better, for us to get to know you better. To get to meet new people. Yeah. I think one cool thing about like our brand is that we met, we started this because we needed friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's hard to find adult friends. So we yeah. always encourage like, one thing about us is like, we're some wild bitches. And so our brand really embodies all parts of us. And this is like the wild, wildlife part, you know, like we'd go to the jungle and we do healing shit. It's also, also fun and turned up, but this is a very special place because this is telling all the people, like, I know you always listen to us do wild and crazy shit, but now let's, let's do it in, let's do it in community. And it's not wild and crazy as it is fun and liberating. And it, like you said, a safe place to come wear your hoochie gear or take a night off or like, Give yourself permission to take a break. Give yourself permission to, you know, get a little... Wear lingerie for no reason. Yeah, we do. I mean, really, this is like, so we can wear wear lingerie for no reason and do all the things, the debauchery that we usually, we we have a reason to do it now. So we call our community to come out and help us do it. (laughs) (laughs) So there's always like special guests, some performances, maybe a couple cute guys with good abs, <laughs> you know, just all the things that a woman, a woman's nighttime dream might look like. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Why haven't you invited me? <laughs> you come. I feel I like mean, I did. Did I have a not? No, no. It's required of all our friends. So you have to come. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. We will come October 24th. It's also my birthday week. So yeah, yeah it's my birthday week. So it's going to be extra extra special it's awesome. and, and it is themed like we are asking our community to come out and it's the theme is like naughty or nice so if you want to 
dress. Whatever. Not here, nice. What did you? What Today, did, what did you come up? You, you were asleep. You were asleep. <laughs> I was like, what? I tried to call you, bitch. You didn't. Not night and naughty as a Christmas. No, it's not. But that's all. That's what I came up with. <laughs> um, and it's it's just a you know you come and whatever that means to you. Um, for me, that means sexy sexy gear, and I'm gonna be wearing sexy gear because it's my birthday and I'm a Scorpio, and you know we love. To tap into our sexual desires and you all those things. <laughs> what are what are like all the signs? What are your three? I'm a Cancer rising, but I'm on like the Gemini cusp, the cusp of magic, and I'm a Leo Moon. No, I'm a what the fuck? I'm a Libra. Leo Sun, Libra Moon. Ooh. Ooh, Scorpio Sun, Sagittarius Moon, Scorpio rising. Wow. Yeah, Damn. y'all got some good stuff. Yeah. It's watery and intense. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. Yeah. A bunch of emotional bitches. Do you guys, do the two of you work with, um, do you work with your astrology chart? Like, does that have like a role in your life? Absolutely. I do. Yeah. Um, I have actually recently, again, I, I have a... Um, one of my spiritual guides, she lives in Costa Rica. Shout out to Silvia Ancestral. Um, she has helped me a lot to really help me kind of decode certain things and just things that I might need or want in this lifetime that I didn't get in my last lifetime and how yeah. even in like just karmically, like why um, things are coming up for me over and over and over again and why it's so important for me to make a different decision this lifetime if I really want to transcend. Ooh, child. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you know, um, and also even crossing my charts with my daughter. And so yeah. really understanding, you know, her and her needs because, you know, if you're a parent, then you know, like, you know, we love to call our kids our mini-me's and in ways they're, they're, they adopt traits of ours. You know, we are, you know, related. But, Ultimately, they're different people. And yeah. my daughter is a different human than I am. Destiny. Yeah. And so I've really, I've, I, I was struggling for a while to really understand her because we are very different. She's very by the book. And um, yeah, she's just, the way she shows love is different than me. Um, not towards me, but towards other people. So like really trying to understand that. And so understanding her chart really, really helped me to figure out what is it that she needs and like how to encourage her. And like, you know, even Sylvia was like, she's very, she's going to be very studious. You need to like encourage that. And it's true. She's extremely studious. She loves to learn. Mm -hmm. She loves to be the best. She wants to win. You know, that's just in her. And it's not about like, at first I was like, is it because you're insecure? Like, I was like, what's going on? Like, you just want, and it's like, no, she's just, this is who she is. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yes, astrology, I think, has been a, a beautiful guide for me. And even in our in our relationship as well, too. Yeah. Do you guys look at, like, your synastry? Girl, we done done every type of reading, every type <laughs> yes. of person. I'm like, listen. <laughs> and, and every reading, I'm like, okay, I have three relationships to ask you about. My best friend, my kid, my baby. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, <laughs> okay. But you know what? It's crazy. All, all the readings we've ever had, because we've had quite a lot, they're always like, we are supposed to be here doing this together. Like, we created an entity. This is a, my soulmate, you know, and there are things we are supposed to birth together. There's a mm. partnership that is, you know, life-changing. And it's true, you know? And so, like, I tr- every I'm telling you, every single fucking reading we've gotten, it's always like very the same. How beautiful! I know it's like we. This is what we're supposed to do. We're mirrors to each other, and I think we have different like purposes. But there's like there's things that we are supposed to teach each other, and I think knowing that like kind of gives it like it just 
it's just like a, a marriage, you know? You're like, bitch, we're going to be married. So we got to figure it out. <laughs> so it's been the beautiful. Two of you hold each other so beautifully. I was listening to a recent episode where you were kind of unpacking, you know, just the natural kind of things that come up in friendship. But sometimes like your friend gonna get on your nerves or not get you and it's going to feel, you know, a certain way. And you, the two of you, always really beautifully share the authenticity of that and the way you hold one another, I think is incredibly inspirational to so many. Thank you. Yeah, we talk about our, in the book, we talk about being platonic wives and people are like, what does that mean? That's so weird. And it's so funny because when we, um, when our book came out, like we were like top rated and like the LGBTQ plus category. I, like, I think they think we're lesbians, but whatever. <laughs> and I was like, we're not, we don't have sex. I swear, guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think, you know, this has been like the first relationship that I've really ever been able to do that with wow. and really treated like a romantic relationship in ways. And we talk about that too, about like how as, as women, we will give romantic relationships so much space so yes, much my grace yes but <laughs> in our relationships with our friends specifically oh. women they cross us once and nope. it is done and sworn enemies it is done now you are you you betrayed <laughs> me but you know we'll sleep with the enemy you yeah, know you'll hold that man's secret for the go to the grave with it mm-hmm. right you know does all kind of things right yeah. and so you know with that, with that in mind, you know, it's been a good reminder, especially like, you know, we've been on our show in a season of us, you know, having, you know, to really work on our friendship in a way that we've never had to do before. Whereas everything just flowed really easily before because we're building a business and we've... Businesses. Businesses. Yeah. Um, it has become extremely hard to prioritize our friendship. We are just work, 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 work. And it has been a detriment to our friendship. And, you know, in any relationship, sometimes resentment starts. And then, like, you don't really say the thing that needs to be said. And, you know, you just kind of start to detach. And and having to, like, say, okay, <laughs> something's wrong. <laughs> we need to fix this. Let's look at each other. What is going on? Tell me everything that, you, that you've you been feeling and I'm going to tell you everything and we're going to work through this because mm. we're stuck together. Mm. And I'm in this with you for life, whether it's good moms or friendship, whatever it is, but friendship at this core. And there is no good moms if we don't have a friendship. Um, and so remembering that the only reason that any of this has happened is because of our friendship really, I think, put that, made that the center again, where I feel like it kind of got, it was getting kind of pushed to the side. And we're still in that right now. Like currently today, like in the process of really like dating ourselves, dating each other again, and like prioritizing our relationship where I think that most women probably listening have never done that. Me included. I've never done that. You know, I've just, I've just kind of like backed up a little bit. Okay, let me give this some space. And then like, you know, we'll come back. We don't really work through things with one another. It, it's so beautiful because I also think of both of you have beautiful daughters that have built a beautiful friendship with one another. And what a gift for them to see that as their foundation, like their baseline is like healthy friendship and seeing that you can be two individuals, you can get it wrong, you can get it right, but it doesn't mean, you know, 
for lack of a better word, to overly simplify, it doesn't mean beef. It doesn't mean like now you have to dislike someone or pick them apart. And that has just been the template for so many mm-hmm. because friendship, it is hard. And friendship with women, it is hard. Friendship is often so much more sacred and long-term than a lot of romantic relationships, you know? And it's, a lot of times it was the first betrayal for so many of us Mm -hmm. as young people, you know? Even if it was the small one of like, someone just stopped talking to you in elementary or stole your lunch or, (laughs) you know, the bigger ones, like girls having beef with you at school or... Mm -hmm. So yeah, how important and how, how powerful for them. How have they been you know, on this journey, because I feel like they are, like, it's almost like they're, I know they're their own people, but they're like the mini hosts. Like I just <laughs> see them as the two of you kind of like on a couch or out in the world. Like <laughs> They are like mini hosts. They, they, they're, they're very much a part of this and what we've created, obviously. Um, you know, even early on when me and Mila were filming our show at my house, like we've, I, we filmed our show at my house for the first two and a half years, three years two years. I don't know, but they were there, you know, and in the other room through a glass door, which a lot of people were like, you're having these conversations in front of your kids. I'm like, no, there's a door. There were three. We can see them. And, (laughs) but they would interrupt the show and like, you know, we didn't like include them or we play elevator music. Like, oh God, I gotta be moms real quick. Be right back. You know? Um, but you know, I think that they have seen our evolution in ways and, um, been a part of, been a part of that. And I think because of the journey of you know, our our friendship and also like the guests that have come on that have really, the guests, also our community of women and mothers that are seasoned mothers that have already done this four times over, um, giving us advice about like what to do, how to talk to your kids about this. Mm-hmm. Hey, like I just went through a breakup. How do I talk to my daughter about that? You mm-hmm. know, hey, like my daughter, you know, so there's just different things that I think they have benefited greatly from um, because of this entity that we have created. Um, but I don't know. I'm so, I'm, I'm always, I can't wait to see how our daughters are when they're like 16 or 17 and, mm. and see how these things land on them and like what kind of young women they become. Um, but I have a, I have an idea that they're going to be pretty powerful mm. beings. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, the two of you, I am a fan of your work. I think you do so many beautiful, powerful things for women in the world and also men, because there are men watching and hearing that are being changed by the conversations that you're having. So thank you for joining me on today's show. And as the last thing, I always ask that every guest share a little soul work or homework that the listening audience can take with them into the week after they hear this show. What is something that those listening can think about, maybe in relation to the freedom they give themselves? What's a tool? What's a prompt? Um, I have a good one. I'm in Tantra school. I'm almost done. I'm going to be a certified sexologist and Tantra practitioner. Wow. Yes, I'm very excited. Please come back to talk about that. I will. I'll be done in one month. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but one of the practices we do, because, you know, we talk about prioritizing our pleasure. And I realized we talked about this before we started about people in general, not um, we're, we're so conditioned to forget about prioritizing our own pleasure that we often think that it means it's an inconvenience. And so mm-hmm. we'll do things without thought, just like, oh, do you want the water? Like, oh, no, I'll take it as is. Oh, do you want to look in the mirror? No, we can just start, you know, and then you're mad or whatever. But um, if you just take like a couple of minutes every day to write down three things that brought you pleasure today, like a pleasure journal. So you can start to hone in on the things that make you feel good and you can start to choose them consciously and then kind of just start to ask yourself, like, no matter what, like, am I at a 10 spot of pleasure right now? Like, what can I do? Like, should I move my body? Would that be more comfortable? And then do it. (laughs) Do I need ice? Do it. Like, do I want a coffee right now? Would that make me at a 10 spot? And then do it. And then journal the things if it's like sexual pleasure or spiritual pleasure what brought you pleasure in different realms today and just kind of jot that down damn that's good (laughs) i love that shout out to the authentic school of tantra that wasn't mine that's my home that's my homework because i'm (laughs) giving it to (laughs) y'all along with some masturbation and some other things but we can get into that later okay come back (laughs) we're gonna dive into the things (laughs) um one thing that we we as a, a rule at our retreat is there's no apologizing, right? There's no more apologizing. So I think for me, this has been a practice that I've tried to adopt because I realized just as as people, especially as women, we apologize for everything. Like yeah. you start taking mental note of how often you say you're sorry for things. Like someone fucks up your order and you're saying sorry to them, you know, or you bump into someone accidentally and you're sorry. So I just want to encourage you to really... Just take a day and count how many times you say you're sorry and try every day to make that number go become less and less and less and find other words to substitute the sorry with, you know, because there are a lot of words, there's a lot of vocabulary words you can use to say, oh, excuse me, or thank you for your patience, you know, and um, it's it's a practice for me because I apologize all the time, still, even now. Mm. Um, but I'm trying to. It's a, it's a constant practice. I'm, I'm still trying to undo, and I and I want that for women too because I think that we should apologize less and take up more space. So, hell yeah, mm. yes, <laughs> thank you, good moms. Bad Choices, of course, the podcast with so many powerful episodes is available wherever you listen to podcasts. And their book, A Good Mom's Guide to Making Bad Choices, it's in stores now. It's available everywhere. Order it on Amazon Prime because I think there is like thing happening. I think it's Prime Week right now. There's a cute deal happening. Um, it's yes, like 40% off. Yeah. This is the time to get it. <laughs> <laughs> get it in stores. Thank you both so much, Mila and Erica. Thank, Thank you, Debbie. Namaste. Namaste. Connect with me on social at Debbie Brown. That's Twitter and Instagram. Or you can go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, don't forget, please rate, review, and subscribe and send this episode to a friend. Deeply Well is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jacquees Thomas, Samantha Timmons, and me, Debbie Brown. The beautiful sound bath you heard? That's by Gerilyn Glass from Crystal Cadence. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 